plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star. Are you are the party starts now well hello power partners and welcome to our informational playground this is star style be the star you are and we are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of be the star you are charity always coming to you live from the voice american network this is the empowerment channel and I am your host and producer, Cynthia Bryan. And we really just hope to seed some really stimulating conversation around the dinner table and bring you all kinds of fun news and information during our hour of power. Well, I'm a little sad today um, because my incredible audio engineer, Josh, who's been with us for several years, is uh, leaving for another job. So today is his last day. Josh, say goodbye to everybody for me, please. Come on. I want you to say hello and goodbye. Where are you? Anyway, um, it just makes me sad because he's he's just been a terrific audio engineer, but he is uh, doing this show and our Express Yourself team show. And I just want to thank him very much for these years of professionalism and all the great stuff that he has brought to uh, Voice America. I know we're in good hands because everybody at Voice America is just awesome. Um, But you know how it goes. You get used to people and, and you just miss them when they're gone. Well, let me tell you about what our show is today. So in segment two, we are going to talk about how to be focused on the task at hand because we live in this techno world. It's difficult to center our attention on a single task. So we will discuss some strategies to achieve your optimum focus and also um, how you can have some nature therapy to help you with that. Of course, I always have to incorporate nature being who I am. In our third segment... The days are quickly flying by and the holidays are upon us. And are you ready? So we're going to get a few favorite tips on how you can be prepared in advance so that you can actually kind of pause and enjoy the holidays with your friends, your family, your loved ones. And you can make sure that you are donating to a charity sooner. In fact, this coming Tuesday is Giving Tuesday and this is the season of giving. So you can help others and feel good about your generosity. And coming up in um, our first segment, we're going to be rolling on the river. And I'm going to tell you about that in a bit. But before we do, the Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And the Miracle Moment is by Helen Keller. The unselfish effort to bring cheer to others will be the beginning of a happier life for ourselves. And that's what we try to do here at Be The Star You Are, is bring lots of joy to others. And then it brings joy to us. And while I'm talking about Be The Star You Are, we have a really fun announcement for a holiday party. 
and you are invited on December 4th from, that's a Saturday, from 11 to 2 p.m. Please join this star you are and 5A Rent-A-Space for some festive family fun. We're calling it a Santa Day with 5A. Be the star you are will be helping the kids write letters to Santa. You'll enjoy hot chocolate and treats. Um, and you'll also get a, uh, the kids will also get an ornament kit to take home so that they can put something on their tree. And you'll catch a glimpse of elves and get to take a free picture with Jolly St. Nick himself. I want to personally thank Mark Hogue's team from State Farm Insurance. They are sponsoring Be The Star You Are. You can visit them at www.teamhoogs.com. And again, this event is free. The location is at 5A Renaspace in Moraga. And for more information, just visit bethestarur.org. And one other benefit is if you want to wrap your Christmas gifts and you already have them, there is going to be free a free wrapping room, free paper and ribbon and cards, all those things that you might need to get everything under the tree for Christmas. So um, I want to just talk about something that was really great for me. Um, The pandemic has put a crimp in most of our lives, and it has really taken a toll on uh, vacations and time off, and especially for me. I mean, I love to travel, and normally I take two major trips per year where I combine business and leisure. But since all the travel plans were canceled because of COVID, it's been more than two and a half years since one of my excursions where I learn a lot, then I write a lot, and then I talk about it on the radio, and I write for it on the news, in the newspaper. But since the world is still not opened, my husband and I decided to spend some time getting to know a little bit more about the United States, places that we hadn't been. So we booked a river trip focusing on Civil War battlefields uh, that would traverse Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Kentucky, and then hit um, just parts of Illinois, Missouri, and Arkansas. I am a, I majored in history from Cal Berkeley and UCLA. So the Civil War was very interesting to me and also something that just kind of tugs at my heart. Seems very apropos in these very polarized political times. But we were both a bit nervous um, to go to these states since they are in the South and the South is not known to take the pandemic so seriously, but we needn't have worried because in order to get on the boat, um, every person, including all crew members, had to be vaccinated. Everyone had to have a COVID test the evening before boarding. And it was a bit scary because if you got a positive test, you were going to be quarantined right there. You would not be able to do the trip. And so obviously you had to buy insurance um, because that would have been terrible if you had tested positive. Um, So, you know, boarding wasn't going to be allowed. But on board, the crew were required to always wear masks. The guests were required to always wear masks on any stops, all excursions, anything uh, on land. And interestingly, with the exception of being in Memphis, Tennessee, the majority of these charming small towns where Civil War battles were fought, and we visited different museums, um, 
there there were mask mandates. So actually, we felt really pretty safe throughout the whole thing. Now, the boat that we were on is the, was the largest steamboat ever built. It was called the Grand American Queen. It's a real gracious, elegant triumph of American ingenuity, and it is an authentic paddle wheeler. Um, and it is packaged with really ornate detailing that embellishes both the interior and the exterior. And the this wondrous and um, charming, really charming steamboat introduced us to the waters that she calls home, the great rivers of the Tennessee, the Ohio, the Cumberland, and the mighty Mississippi that have sustained towns and wildlife and memories throughout history. Now, the steamboat itself is beautiful. Um, just what you would imagine a 19th century steamboat would look like, both inside and outside. They had a, a ladies' parlor, a gentleman's room, you know, lots of wood, um, you know, the, the furnishings were definitely from, from the 19th century, a grand staircase, this gorgeous small theater that they called the Grand Saloon. And it even had balconies kind of that looked like balconies where um, Abraham Lincoln was, was shot, you know, those kind of things. And the performances were fantastic. There was a Mark Twain library filled with rare books, a chart room, an engine room bar, um, a really elegant dining room. The guest staterooms were nicely done, probably very period, but they were so small and cramped. I wouldn't want to be back in those again. They probably were that two centuries ago. But uh, the fascinating part was the visit to the engine room to see the steam engines in motion. And I wanted just to um, give kind of an, a little bit about these steam engines because th that to me was fascinating because great steam powered paddle wheel river boats have plied the rivers of the United States for 200 years. And this um, American queen carries on that tradition of the elegant 19th century steamboat travel. But what makes it different from river boats that are in existence today is that it is an absolute true steam engine and it, it, the steam engine is used to drive the paddle wheel. And it's basically the same as the engines of the past century. The stern wheel is driven by four-cylinder, horizontally inclined, tandem piston, steeple compounded. And I am reading this directly from what I got in the engine room. Double-acting reciprocating steam engines. And it sounds complicated, but um, I, they say it's easy to understand. I'm not really sure how it was easy, but it was fascinating to see. It, it, 28,000 pounds per hour of live steam at 300 pounds per square inch is generated by the combustion of the number two marine, uh, marine fuel in just a single engine. So it operates 24 hours a day, every day of the year and has uh, officers and crew that are licensed by the United States Coast Guard. And they maintain a tradition that was started 200 years ago. So as we um, started down the river, and this was really, the rivers are, were great because we have to think about it. Before trains and cars and trucks and airplanes existed, the rivers were used for travel and they carried people and goods from one place to another and river travel was really slow because speed of travel depended 
on the river current and the manpower. But that changed with the introduction of the steam-powered boats in the late 1700s because these boats could travel at the astonishing speed, wait for it, of five miles per hour. And actually, that's what they still travel at. (laughs) And they um, revolutionized river travel and trade and then dominated the waterways. And the great steam-powered boats of the 19th and 20th century played a really important role in the expansion of the United States to the West. So the years after the Revolutionary War were years of growth in the southeastern U.S. And at the heart of this Western growth were Southern rivers like the Mississippi, Alabama, the Chattahoochee, the Flint. And in 1803, the Louisiana Purchase gave the newly formed United States the city of New Orleans and the large Louisiana Territory and the rivers flowing through Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana provided a way for settlers to move west. So then cities grew along the rivers to make trade and transportation easier. And by 1810, then there were flat bottom keel boats. They carried goods along the South Rivers, and they would bring the goods to cities like Mobile and New Orleans. And again, those boats depended, uh, their speed depended on the current of the river. And if the river boatmen changed their cargo and returned upriver from where they started, they had to pull the boats against the current. And a round trip could take as long as nine months because upstream is going is so difficult. Um, So some of them would just take apart their boat, sell their timber, and make the trip back home overland. Um, And I just find this so fascinating because of what we have, you know, um, for today. It's amazing how what we have today as far as boats and things go. So in any case, um, being on a steamboat was really fun. And then Every time you would leave, the, um, the musician would play the the Calippe. How do you say it? The the, the Calippe? Anyway, C-A-L-L-I-O-P-E. And what it is is they would play like this piano thing that would send steam up the pipes, and it makes sound with steam. It was really fascinating. But um, some of the cities that we visited, we started in Chattanooga, which comes from the Greek Indian word for for rock coming to a point. And that refers to Lookout Mountain that begins in Chattanooga and then stretches 88 miles from through Alabama and Georgia. It was in 1816 that Chief John Ross, a Cherokee Indian chief, founded a community he named Ross's Landing. And that area consisted of a ferry, a warehouse, and a landing. And then in 1838, and this was just so sad to learn about the Cherokees, um, how they had to leave Ross Landing for the West on what became known as the Trail of Tears, where thousands died. And that was the same year uh, that the city officially took the name Chattanooga. Now, during the Civil War, Chattanooga was a center of battle. Uh, Union artillery bombarded Chattanooga and then occupied it on September 9th of 1863. And then following the Battle of Chickamauga, the Union Army retreated to safety in Chattanooga. And then on the in no, later in November of that same year, the battles for Chattanooga began when the Union forces were led by Major Ulysses S. Grant. And he reinforced, reinforced troops at Chattanooga. And then they advanced against the Confederate troops. 
And the next day, the Battle of Lookout Mountain was fought, driving the Confederates off the mountain. And November Grant's um, army moved the Confederate in the Battle of Missionary Ridge. And after the war ended, the city became a major railroad hub and industrial manufacturing center. And so you've probably heard of Glenn Miller's big band song, the Chattanooga Chukchu. Well, they, that Chattanooga Chuchu is still there. It is now a hotel and a bar and kind of a, has a little bit of a mini museum. But to go up to um, Lookout Mountain was really fascinating because there's a monument there that was erected that has both of the Confederate and the Union soldier together um, in you know, reconciliation for each other. And so that was very, that was really an important, an important uh, time. Uh, on the, there was a um, impersonator, a lecturer who is, was incredible, who performed Ulysses S. Grant. And when I say performed, he was Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, he was addressed, talked, he never was out of character. You could ask him anything and he, knew just absolutely everything about the Civil War, the dates, the generals, the battles. And the Civil War was just incredibly, incredibly sad. It was America's bloodiest conflict. So the violence at Shiloh, I mean, they have, they just have lakes, they call them, you know, lakes of blood. Um, there were so many, so many horrible battles and nearly as many men died in captivity during the Civil War as were killed in the whole of the Vietnam War. And hundreds of thousands died of disease. So roughly 2% of the population of the whole United States at that time, an estimated somewhere between 620,000 to 850,000 men lost their lives in the line of duty in the line of duty, they're, they're still finding more records and especially Confederate records. So if you take that as a percentage of today's population, the toll would have risen as high as six to eight million people. So the human cost of the Civil War was beyond anybody's expectations. The bloodshed was of a magnitude that has never been equaled by any American conflict. And in fact, the numbers of dead um, were not equaled by the combined toll of all American uh, conflicts. So this is, it's a very sad time. And um, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah, so uh, we visited Shiloh. I mean, I, there's so many things that you just felt really sad about because it was brothers fighting brothers, and it was explained how there would be kind of, you know, you could live on a farm, and um, I, two people in your family might believe in the Union, and the other people would believe in the Confederate side. And there was the aspect of slavery versus non-slavery, but there were so many more issues that were part of the Civil War. But I think the saddest thing is how uh, it drove families apart and just decimated the male population. So uh, anyway, 
we were really fortunate to visit so many uh, beautiful, absolutely stunning places on the river, and the the trees were in gorgeous autumn color. So uh, we went from Chattanooga down through, we went through nine or 10 different locks. And if you've never been through a lock before, that is just a human ingenuity, fantastic. But we went through um, Decatur and then Florence, Alabama and Savannah, Shiloh, um, went up through the Kentucky Dam lock, uh, lock and uh, Paducah. And what I was fascinated about in every one of these little small towns was um, they all had a railroad museum, which was fascinating. And many of them, you know, they all had battlefields, which were was very sad, but very informative. And all you can say is that we have to learn from our mistakes and learn from the past. And we have to get over our differences and all learn to get along because we do not want any more bloodshed to happen because it's it is just, um, you know, it's just unbelievably and uh, terribly sad. Ended up in Memphis, uh, went down the Mississippi. I love the Tennessee River the best. It was the smallest, the most picturesque. The Cumberland was also really uh, beautiful and then was on the Ohio. The Mississippi was, you know, large and, and muddy, you know, muddy waters. Uh, we, so that's something. We went through Muscle Shoals. I never realized. I always thought Muscle, Muscle Shoals was just a music place, but it's actually Muscle Shoals. That was a place where there were a lot of mussels that the Indians used to harvest and eat and sell the shells and all of that. But ended up in Memphis. And um, I've never been, you know, I was too young, really, to be an Elvis fan. So I don't think I ever really appreciated him. But if you go to Memphis, you have to go to Graceland. And I have to tell you, that museum and uh, the mansion were very, very mesmerizing, well done, and you can't leave there without really knowing his incredible influence on all the music that we even have today. So I can understand how artists and musicians really revere Elvis. He really, he really was iconic. But I think one of my most favorite um, experiences, and again, another sad experience, was going through the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis. It is the story of the uh, African-American people starting from slavery, um, and it is harbored at the Lorraine Motel, where the museum actually ends at room 306, where Martin Luther King was assassinated. And I mean, just talking about it right now gives me the chills because what Native Americans have been through throughout our history has just been devastating, deplorable, and incredibly, incredibly sad. But if you get to Memphis, you must go to the National Civil Rights Museum. I, fortunately, I got there early because of COVID, they were having a stamped entrance. In other words, you had to go at a certain time. And we were there early and they did have a cancellation. So they let us in. Thank goodness, because I had originally only allotted two hours and we were there four hours until it actually closed. So 
that's just a little overview of my recent excursion. Met some really fun, wonderful people. Had great table mates at um, Table 70. And I recommend, I totally recommend, if you don't want to or you can't travel out of the country, but you have a few days or a week, to consider a river trip somewhere here in the United States. I never realized that there were these available and they're very, very worthwhile. And you'll learn a lot of history if you like history as I do. And of course, there's always, you know, good performances, great music, lectures, all that kind of educational things that just help you be a better person. Well, I'm going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how we can learn to focus so that we can be more productive and that we can be more centered. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party this business of show well so many of us in this fast-paced world that we live in have a problem focusing. You know, you always hear about multitasking and and we always have, you know, the radio on, a television on, or the yeah, kids are screaming, or there's leaf blowers outside, or buses are going by, or cars are honking. So no matter where we are, unless you're completely somewhere in nature, it is hard to focus and stay task-oriented. Our brains are just kind of exploding with the noise that is everywhere. So I want to try to help you get a little bit back on track. And 
we'll see if that will help you in your daily life. Because in order to be pro uh, productive, as well as to be balanced in your life and to feel healthy and well, we have to have some focus. You know, there was a book called The Power of Focus that um, that was, the author was on the show, oh, maybe 20 years ago. And I, I really, really enjoyed it and found that I learned so much. So here are just a few tips. The one, and I use this every day, and from the time I started doing this, it has helped me immensely because, as you can imagine, I have a lot of balls in the air all the time. So focusing could be an issue if I don't prioritize. But I start off by meditating every day. So meditation is just like working, you know, working with the, your brain muscles. What you do is you focus on your attention and you pay attention for just a few minutes every day on whatever it is. So for me, you know, being the goddess gardener that I am and the nature girl that I am, I go outside every day, rain or shine, sleet or snow, and I like to spend about 20 minutes. Sometimes it's only 10 minutes, but you know, uh, some minutes out in nature where I am not going to hear any other sounds except for either wind or rain or birds or trickling of water or, you know, just the swaying of the leaves. And I like to focus on something that is in nature. Again, I'll focus on an animal, a bird, or I'll focus on a tree or a plant. And just really think about it as I give gratitude to the universe for being alive again. And you can start with a guided meditation if that seems, if just meditating seems too confusing or overwhelming for you. There's a lot of apps out there. I don't use any, so I can't really recommend one. But uh, if you, you know, you check your, your um, app store, I'm sure you'll find a free app and maybe just start with a couple of minutes every day. But I really will assure you that it'll make a difference in how you focus. The second thing is we really have to learn to put your phone on vibrate. And when you go to bed at night, it's probably definitely either put it on vibrate or get it out of the room completely. I know there's pros and cons to that because if there's an emergency, you want to be notified. But it's always been said that having any kind of gadgets in the area where you sleep is going to interrupt your sleep pattern. And the same thing happens when you're at work. If you can stop these notifications, turn off your phone, you know, put it in your handbag or your briefcase where you're not going to look at it constantly. That is going to help you to focus on your task at hand. Now, if you are a computer freak and, you know, you're playing video games or you're watching TV shows or something like that when you're supposed to be doing something else, better power down that computer. The next thing is close your office door or your work door every day, at least for a few hours, especially if you work in a high traffic area. If you're in a business that can allow you to close the door, like obviously for our audio engineers at the radio network, they are working on several shows, so they can't, they can't have a room just all by themselves. But if you are able to, like I have to close my doors in order for me to think. I can't write. I can't produce shows. 
you know, I can't work on the charity things unless I have silence. The only sounds that I like when I'm working that seem to, to, you know, stimulate my brain are the sounds of nature or water. So I can have birds singing. I can have a fountain, which I have a fountain right here at my office. I have doors that open out into nature where there's trees and flowers and that's okay but I can't have on the radio. I can't have on music. And I know some people need that, but you'll be able to focus on your work if you're not distracted, especially by people passing by or people knocking on your door or just, you know, trying to be friendly and saying hello. So, um, a lot of times that's the way it is. People think that, you know, gosh, I can't pass by the door without saying, saying hi or waving, but that's a distraction. And every distraction takes you away from the focus. And every time your focus is taken away, you are losing some time on your um, excellence in your product or the process of what you were working. The next thing for focus is it is very, very important that you give yourself a break. And I noticed today, because I was writing my garden article for the newspaper that was due today, I've been working on it for the last few days, but today was the final thing. And then I had two radio shows to produce, and I'm in the process of writing the newsletter for Be the Star You Are and working on this charity event. And so my bottom was in this chair for the longest time. And when I stood up, I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't even walk. So I have to put like a little post-it note to remind myself to take a break. I do keep water on my desk all the time and a cup of tea. And so I do that. But, you know, people think it's counterintuitive to take a break. And I know sometimes I say to myself, okay, I'll just do one more sentence or I'll send one more email or, you know, I'll do whatever this one more thing is. But if you don't give yourself a break, not only is it bad for your posture, bad and bad for your body, as I said, my, my bottom was hurting me, my legs were hurting me, but um, it will help you just kind of to, to rejuvenate your brain if you just give yourself that small little break. The next thing is, as I, I already kind of briefly mentioned it, and that was the multitasking. Uh, we, for many years, we were taught to multitask, you know, that while you were on the phone with somebody, you should be knitting a sweater or planning your calendar or whatever it is. But the reality, they've done more and more studies that single tasking is much more productive than anything else. Because when you split your attention among mul multiple things, it leads to a lack of focus on at least one of them. So concentrate on one task at a time, and you will probably, I would say most certainly, get more things done. And then um, the final thing is about removing internal distractions. Those are the thoughts, the to-dos, the random thoughts that come into your head, you know, while you're working on something else. I get a lot of those, like when I put my head on the pillow at night, I'm starting to think, oh gosh, I needed to do this, I needed to do that. So the way to really do that is go ahead and make to-do lists and then just cross them off. Because if you're always trying to remember what your to-do lists are or what your, you know, who that next person you are to phone or to text or to email or whatever, then you are not focusing. So it's better to make a list. So it doesn't have to be a difficult task. 
So let's just learn to regain our focus. And finally, I just want to say a little bit about nature therapy, how important it is, because nature is really one of the greatest blessings to all of us. It has a solution for all of our illnesses. Um, Nature is the greatest therapist there probably is. And, you know, there are so much nature therapy out there. You've heard of the forest bathing. I've talked about that on the show that helps relieve stress and improve our mental health by reconnecting us with our natural world. And if it sounds like something that could work for you, you really want to check out uh, the process. You can look up forest bathing online, which is really a therapeutic process which uses natural environments to provide healing and growth and development. And what it does is it combines our emotional, our physical, and our intellectual as well as spiritual benefits of outdoor experiences with professional assessment. Um, So I really think it is a really good thing. And it's been around since ancient times as a way of connecting people back to nature and to use it as a tool for healing. But it's definitely a great way for stress reduction. In fact, you'll find a lot of hospitals now They have proved that nature can, if you have an operation, it's scientifically proved that having, even having a view of nature or looking at a picture of nature will help you heal faster from any uh, operation or depression, anxiety, um, or anything, mental illness, anything that's happening. So it reduces stress levels, blood pressure, it boosts your immune system. And there are so many opportunities for you. And you can, even if you live in a big city, you can go ahead and just go to a park. And that'll help your physiological relaxation. It'll help your immune function, your recovery responses. And you will feel deeply relaxed. So the Japanese word for it is um, Shinrin-yoku. And it is linked to various kinds of physiological benefits. So that really is a great solution for emotional healing as well. And horticultural therapy, it's also used to help combat stress and burnout and substance abuse. So just, you know, join me, weed your garden, dig in the dirt, plant, go look at the bugs, trim your plants, interact with animals. And all of this is going to control the negativity that you have in your life. Well, we're going to take another break. And when we come back from break, I will have much more to say to you. We are listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we're going to talk about how to prepare for the holidays. Kind of no stress tips when I come back. Don't go away. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Have you ever wondered how many uh, successful sports stars have achieved their incredible status? Well, many attest to the power of visualization. Mental imagery uses the unconscious mind to help you succeed in your endeavors. Now, here's how to tap into your own visualization method. 
Sit in a place where you can relax and be quiet and contemplative. Breathe deeply using diaphragmatic breaths. Imagine your upcoming situation and see yourself being calm, confident, and energized. Walk yourself through the meeting, the game, the negotiation, or whatever the challenge is coming. Rehearse a winning performance and visualize yourself succeeding in every way. Notice everyone around you, including the sounds, the sights, the smells, and the environment. Practice this visualization repeatedly until you feel you have accomplished your goal. After that, you are ready for the real event. Enjoy the proceedings. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business Well, it is the holidays. I just can't even believe it that Thanksgiving is next week and Christmas is just literally a month away and then it's New Year's and then a whole new year. I mean, I must be getting old because the years are just passing by so quickly. But so it is the month of the holidays and all through the house. So we need to start thinking about, you know, how are we going to truly enjoy the holidays? So I really am looking forward to some quality time this season because last season did not get to spend any time with family or with friends. I mean, I feel like I've really been a hermit for the last uh, 20 months And so this year, I cannot wait to see family and friends. And we're trying to plan, you know, some typical holiday season frivolity now. But if we've learned anything in these past 20 months is that we have to be flexible, resilient, and adaptable. And for many of us, this time has been highlighted um, by the fact that we've either been at home alone or just, you know, in pods. So the goal is to de-stress for the holidays and have a little bit of fun this year and really get to enjoy the season with people that we love. 
So here are some tips that can help you prepare. First of all, you know, it's the season of giving. So you want to start ordering your gifts early so that you can avoid the stress of last minute shopping. Keep in mind that we are seeing so many major supply chain disruptions right now and delays. And so it's really more important than ever to start shopping early. Another gift that you can do is don't forget nonprofits or charities. You can just give somebody the gift that you are donating in their name as a celebration. Be the star you are would be thrilled to get a donation and send a card to your person. Be the star you are.org. And again, Giving Tuesday is next Tuesday. But you can give the gift of time together. That's always the perfect gift. We Learn during COVID how valuable time is with our loved ones. So experiences instead of things, you know, roots and wings, those are kind of more probably the greatest kinds of gifts. I mean, maybe we want to do a cooking class together or go to the theater together or a sporting event or a day at the theme park or maybe, you know, just a weekend away, maybe give experiences. That to me, I don't need anything. I would just rather have, you know, be with people I love. I, when I was asking my daughter, what does she want for Christmas? She goes, I don't want anything except for to be with you. <laughs> and it was like, that's so beautiful. I, I, I felt, I said, that's, just, that's what I want too. So the next thing is to start creating your master grocery list now. You want to plan any meals that you're going to prepare now, and especially if for Thanksgiving, which is next week, because uh, I know a couple of years ago, turkey sold out in our area like two weeks before. And if you were waiting until the day before to go buy your Thanksgiving turkey, you were completely out of luck. You might be able to find, you know, um, Uh, turkey cold cuts or something that were not real turkey but that was about it so that will be helpful if you start planning your list now and get your shopping done like this week for for next week Uh, if you you have friends or family that are going to be coming to your house you want to make them feel welcome so you get your guest rooms ready you want to create a calm and cozy space you know have have everything be really clean, have fresh linens, make sure that they have everything they would have like at a boutique hotel, you know, water bottle, fresh flowers, a candle, you know, warm blankets, all those kind of things. But that's kind of, and towels and, you know, soap, everything that you would want to have yourself. And then as far as holiday decorating, what about just simplifying this year? You know, declutter as you decorate instead of pulling out everything you've ever used or if you do pull out everything you ever use, discard or donate the decorations that don't bring you joy and light up your life anymore. So take photos of the way you do decorate so that you can recreate it in the future and do this for every room so that if you, you know, if you like what you're doing, that's a, a really good way. That will make it easy for next year and the following rooms. Now, if you have kids, this is the perfect time to go through your kids' rooms. Get rid of all the uh, items that are either broken or missing pieces and donate toys and stuffed animals or anything they've outgrown because this is a time that other 
kids, you know, the toys, there's a toy for tots drive and kids that are less fortunate, they may be very happy to get something that is gently used. And again, you know, you want to also give back to your community. And that is a great lesson to teach your kids. So you want to take time to volunteer somewhere, participate in an adopt a family program, volunteer at a food bank or volunteer to hand out toys or like what we're doing at Be The Star You Are, our volunteers, we will be doing a letter writing to Santa's, to Santa and helping kids um, enjoy a holiday cheer by providing some treats and hot chocolate and, you know, just a, a fun day for the family. Another thing is to talk to your family. Ask your family what traditions they most enjoy. And then let's talk about the traditions that everybody likes best and what we really should do. Are there some traditions that we've been doing that you're sick of that you don't want to do anymore? Because, you know, with especially with um, multiple mixed families, it just makes us crazy trying to visit everybody and be with everybody. So sometimes we just have to pick and choose. So maybe it's time to drop some old traditions and add something new. And we might be surprised that tradition that you've been bending over backward to fit in is something that, you know, you've outgrown or nobody cares about anymore. So here are a couple of ideas that might be new to you. You could play a game of high, low at your holiday dinner. Ask everyone their high and low experience of the past year. And you might be amazed at the conversations and the questions that will be inspired. You could make holiday ornaments with the family. You could even make ornaments out of dough. Um, it, or you can color your own ornaments or even cut out, you know, like uh, paper snowflakes. Even adults seem to like that. <laughs> uh, something that our family has always liked is uh, in the in, uh, um, what do you call it, in the stockings, everybody seems to like to have um, lottery tickets. So I think that having a lottery ticket in the stocking, that's kind of a good thing. It's fun to scratch it off. And it seems to be the only time that I will buy lottery tickets is to give away at Christmas. And don't forget to plan some quiet time and put it on your calendar because Kids need quiet time, as do adults. The holidays are very busy, and we are often so good about scheduling things, but we always forget to block out time for ourselves. And the problem is, is that with busy holidays, this is also when it's cold outside, we're going to be indoors more. We're still in a pandemic as of a couple days ago. The United States is on an upsurge of about 10,000 new cases of, of COVID every day. And um, they're talking about that there's probably going to be a surge, although for the holidays. So, you know, we do have to take care of our health. And it's also a time where people get colds and they get flus and they get bronchitis. I know that in the past, before I used to get flu shots, I used to suffer from bronchitis and pneumonia because I get so run down with all the holiday uh, plans and all the holiday festivities that I would do. So maybe just watch a holiday movie, 
have a cup of tea or hot cocoa, sit by the fire, you know, read a book. And if you're thinking of books, I really would encourage you go to my website, CynthiaBryan.com, click on the Star Style Store, because you can get autographed books and there's eight different books and there's also CDs and stuff that you could give away as gifts for Christmas and they'll all come with lots of new and um, extra gifts to go along with with your purchase. And the money goes to be the star you are. So it's a, a big win that you're giving, you're, you're donating to charity, but you're also going to get a gift that keeps on giving, which is a book, which you can hand down forever. So give yourself and your family the gift of quiet time. And I just wish you a very happy, happy holiday season. And we'll be back next week. We'll talk about Thanksgiving and we will have more to come. Well, thank you so much for being with me here on Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. I am so sad, as I said, to tell you that my fabulous audio engineer, Josh, is leaving for another job. So at this time, I'm going to ask him just to say an au revoir because we will. It's never farewell. Josh, say goodbye and hello and see you again to all our listeners. Well, Cynthia, it was a pleasure working with you these last four years, and I appreciate everyone that's been listening to the show. And I'm going to miss you, Josh, and I have loved every minute of it. And thank you so much for being so great and making me sound great and for our incredible conversations that we always have off the air. I have been stimulated. Oh, Cynthia, you've always made my life easy and my job easy. You've always sounded great and always been a pleasure to work with. Oh, well, that's really sweet, and so are you. And so anybody out there, just so you know, in case you ever need audio work, um, you can shoot me an email, and um, I will forward it to Josh because he can still do some things on the side. Well, again, I want to thank everybody. Um, for more information about me, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And just remember, my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And do try to read a book because it's like a garden in your pocket. And until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins. Kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, encouraging you to be the star you are, be your authentic, unapologetically authentic self. And if you ever need a great radio voice, you just heard Josh. He's got the radio voice down. Thank you again, Josh, for the years of fine, fine work. Thank you, Cynthia, and we will, I will miss you dearly. Bye now. Goodbye. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.